Worship is such a huge part of any church service. In the Bible, it says that God inhabits the praises of his people. You know, that means he's with us. He's in that praise. But, you know, in the New Testament, when we got the Holy Spirit, there was something that came along with that. And with the Holy Spirit came praying in the Spirit. But beyond praying in the Spirit, sometimes we can sing in the Spirit. And sometimes when we're singing in the Spirit, we can actually prophesy in the spirit. So you can have the best of both worlds. You can have worship and prophecy. And when they meet, it is an explosion. So tonight, I am so honored to have my guest, mm. Demetria Stallings. Demetria, she she's amazing. She's a worship leader. She's a recording artist. She's, um, she's on the 700 interactive uh, show. She's a segment producer. She's like media mogul. <laughs> That's who she is. And she flows. I have heard, I have heard Demetria. I have heard her flow in the spirit. And let me tell you something. When she starts to flow, the stuff that's on people has to go. So thank you so much, Demetria. Thank you for coming on Touch by Prayer. It is an honor to be with you, Lisa. I'm so excited. I know. This is so well excited. when we first met, it's like, okay, we seriously, we seriously have to like get together. <laughs> and yeah. I just adore you. I just think your oh. heart is so beautiful and you love women. You have such a heart for women. So, you know, this this the whole thing that the Lord started to talk to me about your worship, but but it's really it's your it's when you pray in the spirit, it's when you sing in the spirit. That's when mm. where atmospheres just shift, and and it's really it's just amazing to watch how God just like takes over the worship. It's um I think one of the things. Thank you, first of all, that is so encouraging, and um I just love your heart and. Um, thank you uh, just for saying that. I think one of the biggest things is, um, yes, praying in the Spirit, but I think it's the connection that I love Jesus with. <laughs> <laughs> On my heart, he's just one of the best things that um, has happened to me, and not just growing up in church, but I'm talking about true relationship, where I sit with him, I talk with him, um, and through that, um, I just want to see life's change because that's one of his heart's desires. And so uh, when I lead worship, I think um, it's not just me connecting with him, it's me and I like to say this a lot. I heard a worship leader say this, um, but it's me preparing the table. Um, I'm a waitress, and I allow the bride and the groom to come together and sit at their table and to commune together. And so all I'm doing is getting their orders, putting it before them, and letting them have commune together. So that's that's my heart. Oh, that's beautiful. I actually can see like a sweetheart table, like a bride and groom get. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. that's very very cool so let me ask you a question because you said you grew up in church were you always filled with the holy spirit um i always filled i i think i always had a sense of the holy spirit but coming into the knowledge of it i mean at a young age i would um have different um dreams and um i would sense the presence of god in my uh room a lot and my mom said there would be times that i would like even and sleepwalk and say something to her um, for instance, long story short, um, her one of her bosses at one point in time, I woke up, walked towards her, my dad, and I said, "Hey, your 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 boss, your boss, her heart, her heart, your boss." And she was like, "What are you talking about?" And she was like, "Honey, go back to sleep." So they put me back to bed. The next day, her boss had a heart attack. Wow. Um, and um, so I think it is just I've always had a sense of the spirit of God and and the Holy Spirit and. Um, and Jesus all around me, but um, the knowledge of understanding is sometimes some of the things that I've walked through because I had to walk with him, not just know of him, you know, and so, um, yeah, growing up in church is was nice, um, but um, it, it wasn't until I really dug in because of the things I had to walk through um, by myself that caused me to have a true in-depth relationship with him. Well, and I think that's what he wants. I mean, yeah. he wants us to have this relationship with him that we can be like, okay, what, what is that, <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> and can, or can you please explain further what you're trying to say? Or, or sometimes it's just like, just need to talk to you. You know, he's our best friend. Yeah, he's our, totally. He's like our, our, our boyfriend, our husband, our best friend, you know, he's, he's our father. I mean, he's so many things that you can come to him in, in such ways that, that, that intimacy expands. Whereas like mm -hmm. when, when you're, when you have your husband, cause I'm married, when you have your mm -hmm. husband, you only can go to him as husband. You can't really go oh. to your husband as father. 
You just can't, it's yeah. kind of weird, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but, and I can go to my father, my earthly father, but I can't go to him as husband. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I think where it kind of, it kind of shifts. You know, I think that's why God encompasses every part of a relationship that you can need. I think he just kind yeah. of gives that to us. So, so then when did like the, um, cause you were born to worship. I mean, that's, Oh. <laughs> you were so born to worship, but um, and and the joy you carry, you carry just this joy. I mean, if people have have gone on to your um to your website and have seen anything, you you just sparkle and shine with the with the joy of the Lord. You can just see it even in your pictures. So oh, when you. did you when did you kind of because I think that everybody gets that like infilling of joy. Mm-hmm. So when did when did you kind of get that? You know, it's interesting. I think there are phases of that infilling. <laughs> um, I think um, sometimes we walk, again, like I was saying, we walk through different things that causes the grace of God to come. So uh, as a young age, I've always was that bubbly, joyful kid. Um, and, but um, I remember, I'll tell you something where it switched to me, where the inside of me was like, this is what I'm called to. Um, and I walked in the joy of that. Um, I was in um, undergraduate school. Long story short, because this is a long story, um, I uh, had an encounter where um, I was supposed to prepare myself to sing um, for a, a secular event. And um, not that nothing's wrong with singing in secular events, but um, I got sick with pneumonia, so I couldn't do what I was going to do. And um, one of my good friends came to me and was like, uh, my mom said, you got to come home with me and see Israel Houghton. And this was someone before Israel was, you know, worship leader extraordinaire or whatever. And I was like, I'm sick. I have pneumonia. Doctors say I have to stay in. And he was like, my mom said to get you and she will take care of you. So we did that. They took me to the service and Israel and the and the singers were singing, I'm trading my sorrows for the good uh, of the Lord. Yes. And I stood up and it, it was crazy because they had to carry me in, literally carry me into the, the um, service. I was on campus in um, D.C., and I was like, um, okay, so I stood up while they were singing that, and once they sang that, um, I was like, I have to at least stand up because I'm a worshiper, and I love this. And all of a sudden, the the um, the song changed to it's a new season, it's a new day, fresh anointing coming my way, and everything around me went black. And um, I was so feverish, but I stood there. And I heard the voice of God say, your voice belongs to me. It will heal the sick. It will raise the dead. There's a plan and a purpose, and you cannot compromise what I give, have given you. And all, and once the voice was over, which I knew it was God, uh, it was like a movie. A tear fell from the right cheek of my right cheek, one tear alone. And it was so hot, but when it fell, my fever broke. Everything came back to light. I heard the music again. I could see again, and my fever was totally gone. And um, the pneumonia, everything, congestion, all of it, not even symptoms of it was totally gone. And I was like, Lord Jesus, <laughs> you know, that, that joy and feeling was like, yes, and amen, because God himself um, just let me know who I was um, and purpose and destiny for that. Well, I mean, that and, and you know, th- think about it. Like, you know how, like, sometimes your kid does something and they just do something so good but you don't want to share that with anybody. You just want to kind of keep that for yourself. Like that's mm-hmm. sort of what I'm seeing. It's like, no, no, no. Like I, I don't want that to get tainted. I don't want that to be disrupted. I don't want it to be changed or altered. I want mm-hmm. to keep it pure. I want to keep yeah. it holy. So I'm keeping it yeah. for me. Like yeah. that's what I see. It's not that the secular world is bad because I don't believe yeah. that, but I believe that, yeah. that there are compromises that they change and they alter the, the mm-hmm. pureness that, that when you yeah. sing and worship that your voice, so it's not altered and it's not fabricated, that it right. can't and I be complicated. And Lisa, I believe that holds true to, even if people are called to the secular arena, um, to work in any capacity in entertainment or even in I mean, I believe God is raising up a generation yes. now to go into different places, but for them to remain pure in what God has called them to do in that, you know, and so I totally agree. But I think we, if we can, just like you, you were saying in the post of how worship and the prophetic collide, worship is literally an expression of reverence to God. It's an expression of reverence 
to um, a deity. And so we want to give that to him, but also the prophetic, where we speak the voice of God, where we allow that to come into play through relationship with Jesus, where we're in preparation. And you and I were talking about this prior to the show a little bit, the pre-show of how we're in preparation, you know, and like Esther and soaking in what God has called us into or soaking in some things so that we can be prepared to be what God has called us to and to be pure in that. I believe God is calling for such purity now where our hearts are pure, where we allow ourselves to walk through what we have to walk through or if things start coming up, you talked about it, right? (laughs) Earlier of letting things come up, whether it's from our past, whatever it is, letting it come up, allowing God to deal with it so that we can be in the place and purity can flow out of that. Right. And you were actually saying, and I'd love for you to, if you can just repeat this about like the preparation of Esther, that, um, that, that it wasn't that they, they took Esther. And for those of you who don't know the story of Esther, Esther was Jewish. She was Jewish. She Mm -hmm. was raised by her uncle or cousin. I'm not sure if it was, Mm -hmm. but Mordecai. And Mm -hmm. so what happened is there was a queen she went before the king. She was not a, She was not summoned. And so they felt it was disrespectful. So that queen had her head cut off. Well, the, the king needed a new queen. And so what he did is he gathered up all the women that were in the village. And Esther was gathered too, but she was Jewish. She was not of the same. Um, what, what was their background? I can't even think. But anyway. like Persian. Persian. Okay. Persian, yeah. So king of Persian or a Persian. Yeah. So, um, so what happened is that before she could be seen, even seen by the king, she mm-hmm. had to be prepared. And so right. you can go in and, and, and talk about how she was prepared to see the king. Yeah, totally. Um, let me even say this is there was a preparation even before that, the preparation of her childhood being raised by her cousin Mordecai. He taught her the things of God. He taught her the Jewish traditions he taught her all that and so then now she's in this palace where she had to um, be prepared to be seen before the king all with all these other women and for an entire year for an entire year she's bathing and preparing her body preparing her body i love that right we're yes. the body of christ Our, his, the body of christ has to be prepared now and i feel like that's what we're in the generation of being prepared but for an entire year she's soaked in different spices and in myrrh and for the first six months, she soaked in myrrh, and myrrh is bitter. It's bitter. It's not sweet. It just has this bitter feel and taste to it. And so, um, I was telling you and I were talking about this earlier, is where sometimes we have to allow ourselves to soak in the bitterness, where we're not trying to push so fast past what some things are coming up, or getting our house in order, making sure our finances are prepared, uh, making sure that we're being great stewards of our health, being great stewards. Of, um, of of our workmanship, being great steward of whatever's before us. We have to soak in those things that are not always comfortable um, so that we can then begin to be prepared for the next phase of preparation, which I, I, I love this portion is um, the next six months after that, sitting in the myrrh, a bitterness, that moment of bitterness. There was another six months where she soaked in myrrh and in other spices that were sweet. And so there were sweet spices that were added to that bitterness the bitter wasn't bitterness wasn't taken away why i believe and to my conclusion and this is in demetrius head but um i believe that it built so much um it broke down some of the things in skin and on her skin the myrrh the bitterness that would soak in that would allow the sweetness to come through and so we have to allow ourselves in this preparation for positioning to allow ourselves to soak and be broken in broken vessel and not weak Broken doesn't necessarily mean broken means I humble myself. I'm meek. I want what God wants, yes, but I am strong in strength because I've allowed myself not to be at the forefront. I've allowed myself to take a low seat, to take a lower seat and let God be glorified so that I can be strength in him. Strength through or he in me can be strength. Um, so it's, it's funny because um, tell me if you need to stop me. No, you're but good. <laughs> I, was, I was just at a worship conference, Lisa. And um, it's um, the Worship Conference that was here in um, Chesapeake, Virginia, with Big House Church, and Adam Cakes is the pastor. But they had several different speakers, and while we were in worship, I saw this huge bird, huge bird, and it was crazy. Like, I just went in this vision, this huge bird, and I was like, God, what is that? And I just saw his wings flapping and then soaring, but... As he was flapping, he would go low 
so that he can go higher. He could go low so he can go higher. And so that brings me back to our preparation. Sometimes it's okay to have those moments where we're in our lowly place. It's not weak place. It's a lowly place where I allow myself to allow my character to be built. I allow myself to not think higher of myself than others. I allow myself to get in this restful place so that it can be worked out. So when the sweetness comes, I'm going to allow myself to soak in that. And therefore, I'll be ready to see the king. I'll be ready to go before the king and be in position and get to be queen in what God has called me to, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, you know, Larry Randolph, I think it was last year, he had a word for people. He said, if you are in ministry, you want to keep your head low to the ground. Because those who exalt themselves above God, he said, will be cut down. That's what he said. And it was a really hard word for him to give. It was a really (laughs) hard word. I mean, that's a hard word. Yeah. But, you know, we we always have to stay in this place. Like even, okay, so after Esther went through this preparation and she went yeah. before the king and yeah. he liked her and she found favor with him, she then yeah. found out that there was a plot to destroy and kill all of the Jews and she being right. Jewish would be killed. So mm-hmm. she was in spoken to by her uncle Mordecai and Mordecai said to her you need to go before the king now Mm -hmm. the queen the the previous queen when she went to the king unannounced she got her head cut off so here Esther who still is not like chosen to be queen but she has favor with him she she now has this choice to make and I think that's that's kind of like in, in and sometimes we have choices do we want to do and to go and to, to make that sacrifice or, or to take that risk yeah, you know, for I mean, God? Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and let's back up a little bit. I think it's interesting that you said that um, she went before the king, but she also had Mordecai in her life. And um, if you read the book of Esther, it's just phenomenal just d- digging in. I still don't feel like I have all of it. But um, one of the interesting things is that she had another set of preparation. Her preparation didn't stop after she went, you know, and became queen. You said she had to go before the king again because her people were about to be persecuted. Um, And before we even go there in that preparation, let's back up to where she had Mordecai in her life. Mordecai, I I believe with all my heart, um, represents the older generation and Esther represents the The younger generation. And I feel that it's very intense and very important for us to understand that there must be Esthers and there must be Mordecai's. There has to be the older generation and the younger generation that has to come together um, so that we can merge and marry together. And what I need and what I have you need the older generation needs and the and vice versa you know what i mean and so i, I feel it's uh, very imperative for us to get that key um whether it's in uh, the business world whether it's in the church whether it's um whatever capacity that we're in we need mordecai's and we need esther's because the esther comes with the fresh and the new you know um and the positioning to open up the right door so things can get done and Mordecai's come with the wisdom <laughs> and the understanding and the foreknowledge and also um uh, the history of of culture that we can marry together and so that we can go forward so Mordecai um said to Esther and this is when she finds out hey your people are about to get you know punished they're about to be killed they're about you to know be what killed I mean? yeah they're about to be killed and she's like okay Okay, thank you. You know what I mean? She's in position. So mm-hmm. she's in the palace. She's comfortable. And Mordecai has to tell her, hey, don't think that it's not going to come and get you later. Because if you don't do it, God can raise somebody else to do it. And I'm just talking in layman terms right now and summarizing. And she had to think about this thing that, you know what, this can affect me too. Just because I'm in this palace, I'm a Jew. You know what I mean? It can, it, I can be killed too. And so... She had to sit and she had to think without Mordecai's word to say, how do you not know? How do you not know that this was such a time for you to be born, that you weren't born for such a time as this? And I feel with all my heart that there are several different older, the generation, the older generation that needs to speak into this younger generation to say, hey, how do you not know your calling? God is called, you know what I mean? Like just pulling and pulling it out, their destiny and their uh, what God has inside of them. So um, I say that to also say this. 
So after the wisdom of Mordecai and speaking in her life and then the aha moment where she was able to go through her calling and move forward with that, she still had another set of preparation. She told Mordecai and the rest of the people to say, hey, no food, no drink for three days. Let's prepare ourselves. Yes. You see that? Yes. So it wasn't just one-time preparation. We go to different levels of preparation. And so once we say, hey, I've arrived, no. There's still more preparation right. to be done. We're forever growing. That's right. And so the, the three days of fasting um, that allowed them for her to go, like you said, before the king, before the king, and she positioned herself. It was crazy. Like if you even read it in Esther, um, I forgot exactly what chapter. I think it's chapter five. But when she positioned herself even before the doors were open to be in alignment to where the king was sitting. It's interesting, like when you dig into this, to be in alignment. So when the doors open, he would see her. Yes. So clearly. Yes. And then he found, she found favor with the king once again. Yes. So, and she, and yeah. she also disrobed her royalty. She disrobed and humbled herself and got yeah, into, so into sackcloth and she yeah. prayed. She fasted yeah. and prayed and she even had her servants do it. And they were yeah. not, they were not Jewish, Everyone. but they believed <laughs> they had to, they had to obey what she said. And so they did it too. And I, um, and it's interesting because, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of off topic, but we're not, we're not because. <laughs> no, exactly. The worship and the prophet. Exactly. Yeah, because so what, what happens is that when we get a word from someone, there is yeah. a preparation for us to manifest it so that it happens. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. it really is that we have to get ourselves into a place of humility, that we have to yeah. fast and pray in order for yeah. that breakthrough to come. Because as that exactly. word goes out, as that worship goes out and that word comes out and that prophecy comes out yeah. to the body, there's something that starts inside of us. There's a knowing that says, this is what you yeah. were prepared to do. This is for such a time as this. This is, yeah. for, this is time for action. This is not yeah. time for reaction, but for action. Yeah. We need to start right. getting ourselves into this place that we need to position ourselves so that when the timing is right, we will right. be ready. Exactly. And preparation is worship. Yes. Preparation is, like we said, getting in a low place and saying, God, I will express to you that you're worthy. I will tell you that I, will, I want you. I want all of you. And let's even take it to several different levels. Let's take it to the level of a, a worship leader. Let's just say that Esther was such a worship leader. It was crazy how she allowed herself to be in a position to be on the stage, right? Yes. To be on the stage, open in public, to say, here I am. I humble myself, but I am going to give honor to God. I'm going to prepare myself and I'm going to fast. I'm going to put myself in this place of prayer so that I am ready. So when I meet the king in worship, let's take it to that degree. When I meet the king in worshiping God, I will be in such favor that all the people that are around me will be affected. And so the prophetic, the prophecy, the promises of God, that God was going to save Israel, that God's hand was on Israel's life, the Jewish people's life, that God was going to bless them, that they were a blessed generation and a blessed people. That prophetic with the worship of what Esther did allowed the name of Jesus, the lineage of Jesus to come through Esther. If, I hope this is making a whole lot of sense. Does it make sense what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And so if we, yeah. uh, if we allow ourselves to worship, Lisa, to the point, whether it's, again, I don't think it's just, it's the lifestyle. If we allow our lives to be humble and say, I will be in preparation. God, what are you saying? I will spend time with you. I will sit still before you. I will get your word. Yes. But I will also, when I go out to my job, when I go out with my kids, I don't have any, but you know, for those that are mothers um, and fathers, when I go out with the children, that I am in such a position that I am allowing the goodness of Jesus to come through. And so the prophetic, the promises of God can say yes and amen. I'm making way for the promises of God to come through. Well, you know, and the, the thing about worship is people sometimes think that worship is just holding hands and singing kumbaya. And really yeah. worship is just, it's just positioning yourself into a place yeah. of just glorifying the Lord. And sometimes we glorify in dance and that, that's a worshiper. And sometimes we glorify in art. That's a worshiper. Sometimes Sometimes we, yeah. we glorify God just in our words. That's a worshiper. But a worshiper is someone whose who's heart constantly beats out the praises of God. That's what Come a on. true worshiper is. So sometimes we can 
think that, well, I'm not a worshiper because I can't sing. No, no, no. You're, you've, right. pro- you've positioned your heart into a place of, Father, yeah. I just, I just, I glorify you in everything that I do. I glorify right. you. I praise you. I lift you up. That's what worship is, is that we lift people up. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of our Father. We lift yeah. up the Holy Spirit. We we say, have your way with me. Do what you want. And, it, and it's like something just comes over us and nothing else matters. Everything else becomes as you said everything blacks out (laughs) nothing else matters nothing else matters but the voice of the one who created us that's the only voice that matters I and, love it. And so, you know, we've, we come into this place, as you were saying, so that she's positioned herself again, okay? So now she yeah. has to go back to the king. And what happens? Yeah. She goes to the king and she asks him, and this is what's so wisdom, you know? Yes. Instead of putting her position, um, petition before him right there in the open, she asked for, and I love this, she asked for privacy. Yes. She asked for a place of Back to the table. Remember, we were talking about yes, yes. <laughs> back to the table for a meal to discuss what she had to say, and so she did. And she also um, invited Haman, who yes. wanted to kill um, the uh, the Jews. And so that's what happened. And so when she was able to do that, um, she she had a beautiful meal. And I'm fast forwarding. Tell me if you want to slow down the story. But um, she had a beautiful meal. And then the king said, well, what do you want? You know, what do, What can I do for you pretty much? And she asked again. She was so wise to hear. And I think this is the place of where we have to allow ourselves to be sensitive. We want something so badly that we um, sometimes jump ahead of ourselves. And God is gracious. He is so loving um, and so gracious to us. But sometimes we run ahead of what we might know in our spirit or what God has called us to or uh, what we might see, you know? Say I get a prophecy, and I'm like, yes and amen. And I'm not saying that you can't run after or do what God has called you to do, but sometimes you need to sit and be very observant so that you know the wisdom of knowing when to do things, you know? Right. Be times very strategic. and season. Right, times and times season. And season. Mm-hmm. So she was strategic with that. She invited them back a second time, and then she was able um, to tell the king, hey, um, I'm about to be killed pretty much. Um, And he was upset about it. And then what the enemy meant for evil, what Haman tried to do to get rid of Mordecai and the Jewish people, it was turned back on him and his entire family. So, yeah. And, And he said to her, the king said to Esther, he goes, because his heart, see, his heart was now tender because she, she put herself into a position of honoring this man. That yes. she she honored who he it. was. She didn't demand. She didn't argue. She didn't confront. But she she just accepted who he was as king, and she yes. humbled herself before him, and she oh, she it. just respected him and gave him the desires. And right. he she basically displayed the desires of his stomach because <laughs> she, yeah, she had all on. of she had all of his favorite things and yeah. she dressed herself beautifully so she yeah. took care of his 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 love he took care of his eyes what he saw because she was beautiful and she was desirable and she yeah. took care of his she, she basically took care of what a man needs she needed to be beautiful she needed to have food and she needed to respect him she needed okay. to honor him and that's yeah. and I think that what happened that the second at the second confrontation with the king, he mm-hmm. was so enraptured with her because she yeah. tenderized him that he said, so good. what what can I give you? I will give you up to half of my kingdom. Now, he probably <laughs> never offered that to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And yet she was still given up to half of the kingdom. OK, mm-hmm. but she <laughs> but she said, I don't want that. All I want is the freedom. I want my life and I want the life of my people. Exactly. See, she she could have taken, she could have taken half the kingdom. Mm -hmm. She could have. She took on the form of knowing what her responsibility was. That's right. On the form of allowing herself to walk in the fullness of what God has called her into. And I, what I do love about the word responsibility, I was listening to Ray Hughes. um, I've never heard of him before. It says this weekend this past weekend and just the way he was breaking down things um at this conference that i just went to but he said responsibility is the ability to respond and so she responded 
she had the ability to respond to what God had asked or what Mordecai and what she needed to do for her people. Why? Because she had preparation. She was settled in it. She was settled in it. And again, she prepared the table. Yep. She had another set of preparation. Like you said, putting on the right clothes, the right perfumes again, you know, Mm -hmm. like presenting her case, presenting. There had to be a preparation to present. And positioning. Um, her case. Yeah, you have to position yourself, exactly. too. Exactly. You know? Like, there are so many people who will hear a word, especially prophetic, because I'm so about the prophetic. I think prophetic is one of the most, uh, like, people who don't have prophetic in their life, they're missing a huge part of what God really wants to give us because there there's such a um there's such an excitement in the prophetic if it's spot on because it it gets you into a place of okay so now I know what I need to get to now I just need to prepare to get there you know Mm -hmm. but um so you know when she was in this place of preparation as as we're 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 going back and forth and she's just like she's humbling herself she's praying she's fasting see it says that when we fast guess what we hear we hear God and then, mm-hmm. this is the only book in the Bible, in the book of Esther, where God's really not mentioned. Right. Because it's the hidden hand of God. <laughs> I love it. And and the reason it. that that's why I think it's so, sometimes we can see things, if we just look at things in the natural, you mm-hmm. know, God's hand is always moving. And so right. if we position ourselves, we'll actually see it. We'll catch glimpses of it. Just like when, when you were saying, when you were worshiping, and you heard what he said. It was like it was in that tender place that God started to give you directions. It's when yeah. we humble ourselves and we listen. When we exactly. tune everything else out. And it's not going to always look the same for everybody else. And I, you said something that one of my best friends, she's, she always says. She says, um, Demetra, what is in the natural is happening in the spirit. So pay attention. Like, yes. I love when she says it to me because it, it just makes me like, yes, you know, iron sharpening iron. Yes. And so like from the little things that happen, um, you can know what God is doing. So if something stands out, we just have to pay attention. I have another um, friend who's very in, in the prophetic and um, amazing, amazing man of God. And just listening to him even saying, hey, even the times, you know, when you wake up from a dream, look at the times, write it down, pay attention to what's surrounding you. You know, God is forever speaking. It's just we have to pay attention and listen. Um, so it doesn't have to look unlike everybody else, everybody else when God is talking to you. Um, just live a life of surrender of, hey, God, here I am. You know, um, I need you. Um, I want you. And for those that don't even might say, hey, I don't even know how to get to that place. Sit still, like take 10 to 15 minutes a day, pick a time and do that in a consistent basis and say, Lord, here I am. Will you show me who you are? Absolutely. You know, and he will talk so and he will talk. He, he loves to talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's funny that you said pay attention because, okay, something just kind of, okay. I, something happened to me just um, mm-hmm. on Sunday. I was out with a, a friend's daughter who's visiting from Australia. And so we were talking about all the God things. And of course, well, you know me, I like to talk. So I'm telling her all this stuff and everything. So we go to Chipotle. Now I'm wearing all blue. I'm wearing blue. And mm-hmm. we, I take off my black coat, okay, in my blue <laughs> shirt. And we're sitting there and we're talking. And all of a sudden, I see something inside my sleeve. I see this purple string this purple thread it's a purple thread Mm -hmm. that's knotted it's actually knotted on one end so it almost looks like it was attached to a needle and broke off that's what it looks like okay so I pulled it out and I I looked at her and she looked at me and I'm like where did this come from because I wasn't wearing anything purple she was not wearing anything purple I wasn't with anything purple I don't I think I own one purple shirt that's in the back of my closet that's it. So I was trying <laughs> to figure out where this purple thing is. And I took a picture of it and I posted it on Facebook. And I said, hey, prophetic people, what do you see? So, of course, I said to her to to contact her father who does dream interpretation. So, of course, mm-hmm. she contacts him and stuff. But I decided, let me look. And so I looked. And actually, purple is the thread that was used for a lot of different purposes when it came to building the tabernacle, the curtains. Oh, wow. All the embroidery was done in blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Oh, wow. So I was like, 
and and it was funny because you know there were some friends and they're like you know not everything is is like a sign from God but see I mm-hmm. differ in that mm-hmm. I definitely differ in that because I think that everything is a sign from God everything <laughs> he's in everything everything because he's in everything mm-hmm. you know and sometimes that little piece of thread could say Lisa yes I am building a, a tabernacle inside of you yeah good do you know what I mean or I, yeah, I am so giving good. you a, a a thread of purple and purple represents authority it represents royalty it rep- represents the priesthood it has a representation just like when you yeah. go outside and you smell flowers flowers have a certain reason there, mm-hmm. there's a you know and and God uses like you were saying about the different spices there's a purpose for everything mm-hmm. yeah and I so think good. like you said when we start to pay attention to the mm-hmm. small details that that God will will show up and show off in ways that you can't even understand. I find hearts everywhere. I find hearts in potato chips. I find hearts in sushi. I find <laughs> hearts in the sky. I, I find hearts it. in stones. I find hearts in holes in the ground. I find heart. My, my daughter cracks up. She's like, are you kidding me? I found, I, I actually found heart when I, I was pouring some sauce onto a plate and it formed a heart. When I sometimes take out my med- my uh, my moisturizer and I squeeze it into my hand, it comes into a heart. It happens all the time. But do you know why I, I, I notice it? It's because I'm looking for it. Subconsciously, right. I know that God sends me hearts to tell me that he loves me. So my right. eyes have become fixed and focused to find the hearts in life. And I think it's interesting, too, though, is that God is um, God knows how to speak to you. You know, and I think he speaks to all of us in different ways of where we can understand. And yes, we have to pay attention, but I also think he speaks to everybody where they are. And so in the sense of you're you're there, you're constantly seeing, um, you're constantly hearing. And so you're like, I can see it. I'm open to it. I can see it. And so for those that might not um, see it all the time, he'll use the little things. It's just <laughs> to get our attention. And sometimes we'll think, was that God? You know, and I believe that if we would just be saying, Lord, Holy Spirit, show me, teach me, lead me to all truth. The Bible says the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us to all truth. Lead me to our truth. And I even believe even now that somebody might be listening that needs to hear this, of um, asking the Holy Spirit to lead you to all truth and to open up your eyes and understanding. Um, uh, Let your eyes to be enlightened. That's what he's come to do. Um, for you today. And so just really ask Holy Spirit to be there with you as you move forward and even trusting and allowing your heart to be open to what even Lisa um, is even talking about right now. Yeah. So good. Well, you know, and you know that, and the other thing is God doesn't use, if you're not like a super Bible-y scholarly kind of person, God's not yeah. going to use a Bible verse to speak to you. Because you're not going to understand it's him. You're not going to understand. So he's going to do stuff that you're familiar with. That's like part of the thing about prophecy. Some people will throw out a word because they think it's not like religious enough. I mean, I was praying over somebody and I actually saw the Brady Bunch. And I'm like, why am I seeing the Brady Bunch? But when I, <laughs> when I said to her, I said, you wish that your family was the Brady Bunch. And it broke her. She started hysterically crying because that was oh, the truth. Yeah, yeah. And and, on, and so, you know, those are the things like we can't dismiss what God can use just because right. we don't understand it doesn't mean that the person doesn't. Prophecy is not right. for us. It's for the person that we're giving it to. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. But I also I also believe and I'm sure you believe this, too, is that when we run into individuals that have that some people, you still love them, you bless them, but you keep it moving or you just at least even pray, Lord, I ask that you would just open their hearts and their understanding so that they too can get this because regardless of where they are, God wants to speak to all of us. Absolutely. I, just, I even feel that even now. I feel like somebody yes. listening tonight that you need to know God wants to really speak to you. And um, it's crazy we're talking about all, all this because it does it does tie into the worship and, and, and the prophetic where it comes in. When we allow ourselves to begin to see the small things or be open to what God wants to say in our individual life, 
Therefore, when we begin to, especially those that lead worship in the church or outside the church, or whether you sing, whether you dance, whether whatever it is that you do, you preach, whatever it is that you do, you're a technician, you're, you're doing worship. But when we allow him to come individually in our life, when we are around people, we can therefore begin to share that as well and have faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that is not seen. Faith is substance. Substance means ultimate reality. It is the ultimate reality of what we cannot see. And so we're able to believe. Why? Because we know who he is. The Bible says, and I believe it's in Psalms uh, 40, where it says, blessed is that man or that woman, I like to say that a lot, that trusts or puts his trust in the Lord. And so when we're able to walk through this thing you and I are talking about, Lisa, that thread that came because of where you are, because you trust who he is, he's able to speak to you because your heart is open and trust to who he is. And he's going to constantly speak to you. He's going to constantly show you those hearts because that's your language. I love it. Yes. And, you know, and that that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, when you when you start to pay attention, when you start to ask the father to start speaking to you, whether it's through, it could be through secular music, it could be through books, it could be through pastors, it could be through teachers. I mean, believe me, God can use anything. He used a donkey. He used a donkey. So if he can use a donkey to get something (laughs) through to somebody, he can, he can use a book. He can use a, a movie. He can use a song. And I think it's just getting ourselves into this place of just being, okay, just however you want to speak, speak. And because sometimes, you know, you don't meet prophetic people. Like until I understood that there was prophetic people, I didn't know that prophecy existed. I didn't know that there were prophetic people, (laughs) you know, so that and and I think that that can sometimes people just don't they, they don't know where to find it, but God will find you. And that's what I really want to say is that he doesn't care what he has to use to get your attention. He doesn't care. He will use whatever he can use. I mean, Joyce Meyer talked about that there was this young man who was sitting in a chair, drinking a beer, watching Joyce Meyer. And she actually said, I see you sitting in that chair, drinking a beer, thinking that this woman is nuts. She goes, but God (laughs) is seeing you. He dropped his beer. He dropped his beer. He was so freaked out. He tried to change the channel. He couldn't change the channel. And she goes, that's right. She goes, God is speaking to you right now. And he is telling you that you need to pay attention to me because I'm I am speaking to you. And wow. do you know it changed this kid's life? It changed his wow, it changed on. his life. That's what prophecy is supposed to do. Yes, to edify and to equip. It That's is right. That, to do that. And so I love that. And I just really feel I don't know if you're okay with this. I just Absolutely. feel like we need to pray for some people um now. Absolutely. And and then I and then whatever after I just I just have this feeling and sense and I feel like there's a, either an Ashley or somebody with the name that begins with Ash. So, um, Father, I just we just come into agreement. Lord, I just pray for Ashley or yes. whoever is listening. Father, tonight I, I ask God that you would just open their understanding and that, they, that you love them so much, that you want to meet them where they are, that you want them as they're walking through this time of preparation and even in this place where they might even feel like some of it is bitter. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just begin to let your Holy Spirit come and that you would speak through them, give them eyes to see, ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, Lord. I just say yes and amen man, to your grace, your glory for them. And I just even, I just really feel that God um, not only wants to meet you where you are, whoever's listening, I feel like God wants to expand your horizon and to see beyond what you even see now. I feel like somebody's I'm facing a brick wall, and I just feel like God wants to uh, not just break that brick wall. He wants you to actually see beyond what is in front of you to know that he's working it out for your good. Yes, but he is also, and I feel like something to do with a job specifically. So, Lord, we just thank you um, for allowing whomever is watching to, or not watching, but listening, Father, that they would see beyond in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 And if you, um, if you feel anything else, Demetria, please go ahead. Like that, that's what this whole show is about. This is not my show. This is Holy Spirit show. So whatever <laughs> Holy Spirit wants to do, I'm fine with. I really don't care, you know, but, um, and, and it's funny because, you know, sometimes a show just, it just takes on 
it just takes on something so different and yeah. as a, and the prophetic just kind of starts to flow and i i just think that um oh wow that there that and i just feel there's so many broken i just feel like there's so many broken women that and that's been my heart cry that the the broken women especially the women who they want to be seen they want to be seen but they are unseen they're not seen yeah. by their husband they're not seen by their their friends they feel like they are just completely unseen and i feel like the lord is just saying that he's about to shine a bright light on you that you're so going to start to be seen because he is shining his his light on you his spotlight and he says that as as you start to come into fellowship with him if you start to come into relationship with him that he's actually going to start to restore that brokenness that you've had he's going to start to put back together these things that once that you feel that that God is seeing you, you will, he's going to open up your eyes to that you start seeing yourself. Because what happens is sometimes we hide away from the things that, that we don't like. And I feel like God is going to start to give you new eyes to see yourself, that you're actually going to be able to look at yourself and smile again, that you're not going to look at yourself mm -hmm. like being, um, yucky that you're going to actually see yourself as beautiful and i feel like god is just going to start and he's actually going to start doing this in your dreams so pay attention to your dreams pay attention to your dreams because god's going to start to show you that some of the things that you think that you're seeing in other people it's really not those people it's really yourself that that mm. that the enemy is actually flipping it on you and you actually you you've actually pulled away from people and it's kind of like out of sight out of mind kind of thing and so I, I don't know if that makes sense to somebody but that's that's kind of what I feel is that it's not the it's not the people so much but it's really something that's an internal thing yeah so. that God wants to heal yeah yes. I love that yeah I love so. that but um you know, I'll, go ahead what were you gonna say I, I, I just, my, my prayer for the person that you're just talking to and praying for, my prayer is that God would send messengers after his own heart to come and surround you. Yes. And that you will know the Father's love, that you will know who he is um, and how much he sees you, like Lisa was saying. And, and not only how much he sees you, but how much he loves. Yes, he does. When you yes. wake up in the morning <laughs> and that you have purpose and that you have destiny and that uh, there's so much grace. Um, for for you and for your day and grace moving forward in the fullness of and capacity and the resources that you need um, to get through your day. So yes, amen. I yes, I I totally I agree that. with that. And you know, and that's the other thing too. I mean, just kind of going back to the whole Esther thing, like she fulfilled she fulfilled her purpose. Like she mm -hmm. couldn't see her purpose from the beginning. She right. she because she was up against a lot of women. But for her to be like, like yes, seriously, I mean, think about the beauty contests. Like, think, right. th there's only one. <laughs> one position, That's right. right. There might be a lot of runner-ups. But see, she stole the king's heart. Yeah. She stole the king's heart. And because she stole the king's heart, she saved her nation. She yeah, saved exactly. her nation, which is the lineage of, of Jesus. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, and even like with, um, with Abraham, it said, you know, Look at the look at the stars in the sky and you can actually see your descendants. See, his descendants were going to be so many. That was the promise. That was that was the prophecy for him. So, you know, right. we sometimes we don't see what the prophecy is, but we but we can kind of God will just kind of give us little reminders that this is the road I'm taking you on. And I think that's mm -hmm. like with um with the with Esther, it just really shows that he is faithful. That he said that so many will be your descendants, that that the Messiah is going to come out of the Jews. Because if with Esther, if the Jews were destroyed, that would have been it. There there would not have been a David. There would not have been, you know, um, a Solomon. There wouldn't have been a temple for God. I mean, think about all the people that she saved. So mm -hmm. there was really a big, a greater purpose for what she did. It wasn't just to become queen. There right. was a greater purpose because, see, beyond her years, there were many years to follow. And I think sometimes what we have to see is that the stuff that we do, we don't see how it's going to impact somebody, but it's going to have residual effects. Right. You know? Right. And I think especially with prophecy, sometimes our, the prophetic word that somebody gets, it's it's it has a, a residual effect too as somebody walks into the things that they're that they're called to do but i think that's um like sometimes we get so lost in trying to make things how to make things happen so quickly yeah. 
you know? Yeah, we have to allow ourselves to rest and trust in the Lord that he has this. I think um, just like any little kid, like really coming to Jesus is like being a kid. Any little kid that knows their mom and dad, um, you know, say is making dinner, even though they might be super hungry, they know mom and dad is going to feed them those that have grown up in um, loving homes. And so if we can just trust God to know that he's going to feed us, he's going to be with us. And yeah, it's a, it's a process to get to a place of total surrender and total trust. But I think it's daily. We wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to start this day. Hey, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I ask you that you would be with me, that you would start my day with me. Just starting in that little relationship things, you know what I mean? I'm just building in that. And so all that will come with that. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And I also agree that, you know, just um, sometimes not even speaking, but just listening. Like yeah, you were saying on. earlier, like it, yeah, that's such an important still. process. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about kids. Do you, ever, do you ever see kids who are listening to a storyteller? Yeah, they're intense, yes. Right? They don't move. They're yeah. staring every word. They're just like locked. And, and I believe that like when you were talking about that child, like I think that sometimes we become such adults and especially in our, you know, high tech, you know, phone craziness kind of world that we forget <laughs> just to just to sit in his presence. Like you were saying to, to soak, to soak yeah. in the presence. And how do we soak? We sometimes just putting on music. Sometimes we could just put on worship music. But guess what? We, yeah. You can even put on just um like instrumental instrumental yeah or the word of god yeah absolutely and you can soak in that and i you know i wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit because of the the worship i want to talk to you about the sounds because i know you kind (laughs) of understand that so can you kind of like explain some of the sounds that that can change atmospheres during worship yeah i think um as far as sounds i i think there's a time of uh I want to make sure that I'm understanding what you're asking. You're asking how does it change the yes. atmosphere of worship? Yes. yes. Well, mm-hmm. let's 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 start here. Um, sometimes the sound of our hearts, um, the p- posturing of our hearts, and the sound of our hearts, what comes in, what comes out of it, um, actually flows from what we are merged in. And so, going back into that place of sitting still and being at rest. And sometimes I even personally, sometimes I can't have music on. Sometimes I have to just sit still with nothing. And just be in the presence until I can feel him come. And so because of that, that in turn, that sound in turn comes and brings me into the place where I am in worship that I might hear a hum or I might even go louder or I may take it to another level of going um, higher, even quiet and softer. Softer. I think it's being so sensitive to the presence of Jesus and what he is doing in that moment that it changes the atmosphere. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It changes the frequency of what's what's going on. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Um, so how do you feel? I'm sorry to, to kind of put you on the spot, but how would you feel about just singing something? Because I just, I just saw you singing, and I just heard you singing. So does that kind of sit with your spirit? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on the spot like no, that, but I, I just totally, I just saw you singing because I, I feel like as you sing that there are going to be people who are really going to be moved by what is, what they hear. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So Father, we thank you. Yes. Just come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Always remember his love for you is enough. Always remember he wants to fill you up. So come, so just come, so come.
would you come and be with us? Just be with us and come and beautiful okay i seriously cried (laughs) i just feel his presence yeah i love him so much i can i do that again absolutely so come in us won't you come in us come and feel you We worship you. We will show you as you come and feel us. We lay it down, performance down, worry down as you come. Be with us, depression down, sickness we lay it down, as you come, be with us. Yeah, Father, so I thank you for those that are listening. Um, I really feel like um, to to say this too, I have a great mentor that... um. When I first start meeting with him, he used to say, Demetri, you're a farmer. And when he talked about the sound, Lisa, and you asked me about the sound, um, he used to say, Demetri, whatever you want to see, you need to sing. Um, And so I think sometimes the sound is knowing the heartbeat of God. When we can know the heartbeat of God, we can sing the sound that he wants in that moment. Whether sickness or disease, we can sing that it will not be whether it's um, illness or depression or worried or even the spirit of performance or not feeling worthy, singing out loud that we are worthy, worthy to be children of the Most High God, that we are blessed and not cursed, that we are above and not beneath, that we are lenders and not borrowers, so that we're singing out a sound. A sound is not just always what we hear. Again, it's our posture. A sound is vibrations that make changes in the atmosphere that causes things and people to pay attention, even heaven and earth and hell to even pay attention to know that heaven is moving on on our behalf and hell has to back up and that the earth shakes and gets in position to what God wants to do. And so I bless you that are listening and watching and hearing that our God knows where you are, that you are precious and valuable to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that you are yes and Esther that is beautiful and just in preparation to be put in position so that the heartbeat of God and the lineage of his name can come through you. And so I bless that inside of you as you go to him and as he comes to you to sit still in his presence in jesus name amen amen Woo! <laughs> that was that was ridiculously like anointed and powerful and i just felt the holy spirit and i got holy spirit goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> and he is so he oh gosh he is so good he is so so good he is such yeah, a good is. good father and he is so he is. good and i could just weep because he is just doing this thing he is changing he is changing america he is changing our our political leaders he is changing our political atmosphere he is yeah. changing our schools he's taking back his kids he's going yeah. into he's going after depression he's going after the, the pharmacies he's going after uh, abortion he's going after this stuff and he's going after it at a vengeance he's going after it at a vengeance he's like that's it it can't stay anymore it can't stay anymore and i just feel like he is just going to give the people such a heart to see that he is good he yes and amen. is good he is he good, is good. <laughs> he doesn't want he he's done he's done being the bad guy 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's done yeah. being the bad guy. He is just yeah. going to show his kids how good he really how is. How good he is. And I, I want to encourage people to allow that. That's where the worship and the prophetic collide. Yes. Where we sing about his goodness, where we sing about the promises of God, where we sing what should be that we sing what we don't even see, that we sing faith, that we yes. sing who he is about his goodness and his love, that we speak about it because his goodness, the gospel of Jesus Christ is what will change everything. So when we are constantly prophesying ill and like, that's not to me, that's not the prophetic when we're constantly, and I'm not saying there can't be times of correction, but I am saying, but when we sing and we push about the goodness of Jesus Christ, that's where things change and people understand his true love that's right. about him. And therefore, the prophetic can be released in the atmosphere in your worship. Yes. Oh, that's so yeah. good. Man, I'm in such a good place right now. <laughs> right? Seriously, aren't you? You're like, oh, that was so good. Yeah, because when, <laughs> so when the Holy Spirit comes in, you know, when he comes in like a flood, like he just yeah. he just takes over and he just puts like yeah. fear to rest. Come he, on. He puts sadness to rest. He puts depression to rest. Yeah. He Come puts on. anxiety to rest. He puts anger to rest. It can't Come stand. On. It can't stand in his presence. Nope. Can't stand. Nope. So that's nope. that's what I see. Oof. Yeah, come on. And when it can't stand, it's because we have the armor of Jesus That's Christ. Right. We have the armor of God That's on right. where we are able to lift up and we are able to guard ourselves with the belt of truth. All of That's that, right. everything coming true. So we're speaking the word constantly of the truth. We have our um, shield of faith. I mean, like sword of the spirit. I mean, we have all these equipments and therefore we're able to fight a fight that isn't always um, what our ancestors fought. We're in a new season of battle. You can't always fight what you used to fight before. Fight in your good place. And when I say good place, I'm talking about in the presence of Jesus, getting soaked in there. I'm talking about praising God. I'm talking about singing um, uh, the joy of the Lord, like you were talking about saying, when the enemy comes in the flood, allow the standard of Jesus to come. The standard of God will right. lift up a flood where the enemy cannot combat you. And so, yeah, I love it. I know yes. we're getting out of time, but I'm so, like you said, you just feel his goodness, you right? Do. I love you, him so much. And, and that's, I think that's the whole thing. And, you know, there's so many people who forget to put on their armor. They just, Come they, on. they forget who they are. Like the armor is yeah. there. It's always there. We wear it. We yeah. don't, we, we, you know, somebody said, well, you need to like put it on. I'm like, no, no. When it was <laughs> given to us, we have it. We Come just on, forget use to it. use it. We yeah, forget we're it. wearing it. We've become so, yeah. so used to carrying it that we don't use it. We don't yield the sword of the spirit. You know, yeah. we're, 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 and we're constantly turning around. We're constantly yeah. turning around and retreating. And that's when we get shot in the back because God doesn't <laughs> talk about giving us protection in our back because we're not supposed to retreat. We're supposed to move <laughs> forward. That's why we're battled okay. in the front. That's why we like have it in the front. I feel like a word, Lisa, for somebody. I really do. I feel like what you just said is a word for somebody. I feel like the, um, whoever that is, is that don't retreat, stand still. And yes. I also heard very clearly, do the last thing that the Lord told you. Mm. Um, and then also use what he's given you already. Sometimes we're always looking for fresh um, but sometimes we need to do what he's asked us to do so that the fresh can come. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, and yeah. sometimes he's not going to give us the new until we do the, the what we were told to do. Yeah, you know, the foundation can be laid so good. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, God's not going to give you a, a scoop of ice cream if you don't have a cone to put it in. What are you going <laughs> to yeah, do, put it in your hand? Seriously, we have to We have to like say, okay, do this, then do this, then do this, you know? And I think that's, that's going to be, I, I think that this season, which I'm so excited about, I'm so excited about because our <laughs> first lady, she, she, come on, she, she actually said the Lord's Prayer, whether you like her, you don't like her, but come <laughs> Come on. She started off saying, the, what first lady has ever said the Lord's Prayer? Not since I've been alive. I've never seen it. Come on. God is moving. He is yeah. changing. And I kept seeing, I kept seeing that as we began 2017, the Lord said that he is reestablishing. He is mm. restoring. Come on. That, and he, there was another art, reestablishing, restoring. And, oh, there was another word, rehabilitating. Oh, wow. So good. 
I mean, come on. Those are the things that he's doing if you think about it. Because we could take somebody who we think is a hot mess, but once they get rehabilitated, they're perfectly fine. (laughs) So he's going to take the church and he's going to kind of rehabilitate them. Listen to me. Listen to my voice. Don't do what, what people are telling you to do. Do only what I tell you to do. Because yeah. I think that's where we get into problems. When we start yeah. listening to too many chefs and we're not listening to the chef. <laughs> so good. Right? Yeah, because it needs to be the right meal. I love it. That's he knows right. the right ingredients. And then also to the point where we're not in a place of judgment, that we're in a place of love. Always. Um, and I believe that that's where when you say I, part of that rehabilitation and restoration um, that is coming is going to come through love. And, and we really need to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to humble ourselves to yes. get again, that bitterness soaking in that bitterness again, like Esther is there's some things that we might not agree with. There's some things that we might not even like, but we need to know that we trust in a God that loves us and does not fail. We might not understand it. And sometimes we might say that doesn't make any sense, Lord. But at the end, at the end, when we are humbling ourselves and we listen as you said, he is the best chef. And so the meal will be so beautiful, so sweet, and so delicious if we will just trust. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I so just um, I just want you to um, kind of pray us out, if that's okay. Yeah, be honored. Totally. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> You're so phenomenal. You are so beautiful. Jesus, so beautiful. I thank you, Lord, for every individual that Lisa and I had a moment and time to even be with tonight. I ask, God, that you would cover them with your blanket of truth and peace and love. I pray, God, that you would begin to saturate them with your goodness, that even now, Lord, those that need healing in their heart or in their mind or in their spirit or in their soul, that you would remind them that you are their Father present, manifest yourself, Jesus. Even tonight as they sleep, I just thank you for peaceful rest. I thank you for beautiful dreams. I thank you for you being in everything. Lord, I pray, God, that you would continue to do what you do best, and that's just being you, being God, being sovereign. Lord, I ask, God, that everything that we've taken in tonight, even Lisa and myself, God, that we would position ourselves to allow ourselves to be in a place of preparation, and not just in that place, but also in a place of positioning to know who you are, God. We would trust you, that we will be with you, that we will not judge, that we will love. And I pray specifically for Lisa, Lord. I pray, God, that as she goes forward in what you've called her to do, I ask that you would continue to bless her, that you continue to bless, touched by prayers, Father, prayer. Father, that you would continue to expand them, Father, that you would continue to love on them, Father, that it will reach many people, Lord, and that we will know truth, that people will know truth because of what's in Lisa's heart and that's burning for your desire, Lord. In Jesus' name. Oh, last thing. I feel like somebody's hands are aching in the area. I feel like specifically a finger, but I also feel like somebody else's hands. We just speak truth to you to see and to feel the love of Jesus right now. In Jesus' name, feel the love of Jesus right now. We speak to your mind, your body, your soul. And then we say to that pain to go right now. In Jesus' name, total healing. Not half, not 50, not 75, but 100%. You say healing to any aching bones, any aching bones. Whoa. Yeah, even in your eyes, I feel like somebody's eyes been given the problem. But God, thank you, Father, right now for opening their eyes, clearly eyes to see, not just in the spirit, but in the natural. Yeah, God. And ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That was awesome. That was so awesome. Thank you so much for, for coming on. This has been just an been, honor. Oh, we, we definitely want you to come back. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Absolutely. So if you guys have enjoyed this, you know, please share it with your friends. And if you'd like to find out more about Demetria, you can actually go to her website, which is DemetriaStallings.com. You can find her CDs there. You can also find out where she's going to be worshiping or where she's going to be speaking. You can also find her on 700 Interactive. So you can also check her out there. You can also find her on Facebook. I think you have a Facebook page. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you can, you can definitely check up and, and check into what she's doing. She is just a joy magnet. And this has just been such a completely blessed show. Thank you so much. Aww. 
Thank you, Lisa. Bye, everybody. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I hope this has blessed you. Thank you guys uh, for just a wonderful time of fellowship. So just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.